around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Something mighty interesting. Yeah. Is this your wagon, mister? Nope. Gatless. I skinned for him. Well, what's the crowd for? Just curious. Another skinner got hurt, and we brung him into the dock. Oh, what happened? Did they hurt that? That Gatless didn't see no sense in bringing him into town at all. Me and the cook, we made him, though. Here comes Gatless now. Uh, Chester, go up to the docks and see what you can find out. Huh? All right. How is it, Gatlow? The doc will take care of everything, Tobe. Well, never mind that. How is he? He's dead. Well, let's drive these hides on down to the shed. Come on. Just a minute, Gatlow. Some other time, Marshal. I'm busy. So am I, but I want to talk to you anyway. You and the cook go get them hides unloaded, Tobe. I'll be right along. Yeah. All right, what do you want, Marshal? What happened to your skinner? Billy, he hurt himself, that's all. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead. Look, Gatliff, anything you don't want to tell me, I can ask Doc. Well, there's about. nothing to tell, Marshal. He got hurt and he died, that's all. When did he get hurt? Last night. Then why didn't you bring him in last night? Them other fellas that cooked and told, they figured he was done for anyway. They didn't want to bother her again. Well, what happened to him? How did they get her? I don't rightly know, Marshal. He was alone in camp. We got there, he gone and burned himself. Burned? Well, what? Hot lead, Marshal. Built it all over him. He was cooking up lead in a fry pan. That was one of his chores, making my bullets. Always was a mite clumsy, so he messed himself up this time. Must have been a lot of lead. Fifty, sixty pounds, I reckon. Mr. Gatlin, that man of yours, Doc, called through with him. He says you can bury him now. Oh, no, I ain't going to pay for no burial. He's just a skinner I hired. I don't even know his last name. You're his boss, aren't you? You brought He's him just in. just a bum that worked for me. Well, well I mean... All right, hold it, Chester. Well, Okay, Gatlin, we'll take care of it. Caused me trouble enough. I don't want to hear no more about it. Chester, what about this Skinner? Tell me. 
doctor was just terrible, Mr. Dillon. Doc says he's going to how he lived as long as he did. Did he talk to Doc? Oh, my, no. Poor fellow. How do you suppose it happened? For hot lead. Had a whole pan full of it, they told me. Yeah, but what man's going to pick up 50 or 60 pounds of molten lead and spill it all over him? Well, I... I didn't think of that. Of course, there's another way it could have happened. How? Somebody could have pushed him down into it. Oh, my goodness, what? Ooh. I don't know. Gatliff or maybe a Skinner Tobe. I wonder where Tobe went. Him and the cook probably went over to the Long Branch to drink up their wages. All right. Uh, trust him. Yes, sir. Go do something about burying that night, will you? Yes, I will. <laughs> Marshal, 
Chester and a couple of other men buried Billy out on the hill. As Tobe said, he died a bad death, and it was made worse by the man who had done it to him, going scot-free. But there was nothing I could do, and I tried to forget about it. They left Dodge next morning, and things were peaceful enough for a few hours, until word came that there'd been a knifing in a nester camp over across the river. We rode over to see what it was about. Knifed in the back, man. That's all I know. Yeah, nobody saw it happen. This looks like somebody got clean away with murder. Yes, it is. Well, look here. Yorkie. Uh, Marshal? Captain? Oh, what are you doing over here, Yorkie? I come looking for berries, and I seen it. Oh, what do you mean? I seen that man get stabbed. You did? I heard a margin, and I seen up just after he'd done it. They're all of them. Well, who did it, Yorkie? Did you recognize him? No, I never saw him before. Well, what did he look like? Oh, he, he was big, dirty looking. He had a buckskin shirt. Anything else? Well, he had funny eyes, Marshal. He had spots in them. What, what you doing there? Sounds right. Yeah. How in the world could you ever sneak up close enough to see his eyes, Yorkie? I lived with the Arapahoes. Well, by golly, you did, didn't you, son? You know who did it, Marshal? I do now, Yorkie. I have to catch him. I gotta get back. So long, Yorkie. Mm-hmm. I guess it was Gatliff, all right, Mr. Young. Yeah. Seems like a dangerous sort of man to be running loose. Well, I got him now, Doc. As soon as I find him. I hope so, man. I certainly do hope. So. <laughs> Gatliff would figure that nobody had seen him, it wasn't likely that he'd run. And anyway, there wasn't much sense in trying to track him down in the dark, so Chester and I didn't start out till the next morning. Ordinarily, a man could ride into the prairie and disappear, but with Gatliff, it was a little different. At least we knew he'd be around the buffalo herd somewhere. It was late afternoon before we reached good hunting grounds, and almost dark when we found the first hunter's camp. Jump will be ready soon. Kirk, throw some more tongue in that stew pot. All right, Mr. If you don't like buffalo tongue, you'll go mighty hungry in this camp. Oh, thanks a lot, mister. Hey, you're a lawman. Yeah, I'm Matt Dillon. I'm a U.S. Marshal. And my name's Tom Mercer. Pleased to meet you. Uh, this is Chester Proudfoot. How do you do? Stuff will take a little longer now, and anyway, my skinners won't be in for a while yet. Uh, how you been doing, Mercer? Oh, fair, Marshal, fair. I killed over 100 today. Uh, you been here long? About a month. I'll move on in a couple of weeks. I don't know, Marshal. I think this whole southern herd is going to be clean wiped out for long. Next year, I'm going to Dakota. Too many hunters, maybe, huh? That's just it. That's it, exactly. Have you seen any in the last day or two, Marshal? Uh, just who are you looking for, Marshal? man by the name of Gatliff, a big man. A man with speckled eyes. What's he done? Well, do you know him? No, no, I don't. Nobody's come near us in over a week. Yeah, then you're not much help, except for that 
stew that your cook's making. Boy, you like that. Eh? We're having dried apples, too. Ah, good. I, I swear, I put near could eat a buffalo raw, the entire beef. You must be part Indian. Uh, no, sir. I've seen one of them eat a whole liver raw. Got propped up against the tree and ate every bit of it and went sound asleep right there in the sun. He was sure some sight. Where'd you ever get that close to Indian? Oh, Indians ain't always bad. No. But they're going to get real hungry when you hunters finish this herd off. That's so, Marshal. That's surely so. That's what makes them mad. Now, don't you think that's reason enough? Fellow told me a couple of weeks ago he ran into a bunch west of here. He was looking for scalps, all right. Here come the Skinners. Now we can get outside of some of that stew. All of it. Don't you ever feed this man, Marshal? Only when he works, Marshal. Oh, now, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> we spent the night in Tom Mercer's camp, and at dawn, just after breakfast, we said goodbye and rode on west. In the next two days, we met plenty of hunters, but we didn't find cattle. About noon of the third day, we cut the trail of a wagon train and figured it to be that of a hide buyer's agent who'd come out onto the prairie to do business on the spot. An hour or two later, we saw him. A long string of ox-drawn wagons piled high with buffalo hides. There was a man on horseback leading the train. We rode up to him. Hold there. Hey, that's quite a load you got, mister. It hasn't been so far. What are you doing way out here, Marshal? I'm looking for a hunter by the name of Gatlow. Do you know him? Sure I do. Just picked up a load from his rick early this morning. Is he in trouble? Yeah. Where is he? Straight south of here, a couple of miles. Can't tell you exactly. He moves around a lot. Well, that's close enough for us. Thanks a lot, mister. Sure, Marshal. I never did like him anyway. I could hear him shooting and 
Pretty sharp. A long time. And then he stopped. Where was he? Which way? Off behind me, say. I could hear him. Chester, you stay with him. I'm going after Gatliff. In the direction Tobit indicated, there lay a large, isolated hollow surrounded by low ridges. When I reached it, I dismounted and crawled up to where I could look down into it. There was no sign of Gatliff. But lying on the prairie floor were the bodies of countless fresh-killed buffalo. It was a strange sight. The old bulls and the cows and the little calves lying there, blackening the prairie grass. I got up and I stood looking at it for a long time. Then suddenly out in the middle I thought I saw a slight movement of a second later there came the familiar boom of a sharp spiffy. I dropped behind the ridge and waited. And then Chester rode up. Seen. 
Chester and I rode back to Dodge. And it was never mentioned between us again. Gunsmoke. Produced and directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Vic Perrin, Richard Beale, Harry Bartell, and Jack Moyle. Harley Bear is Chester, and Howard McNear is Doc. Join us again next week for the third of the five most popular Gunsmoke shows. It is called Word of Honor. This is the CBS Radio Network.